Welcome to the Loose and Moose podcast. I'm Loose. And I'm Moose. Two unlikely best friends that I guess love the sound of their own voice, so decided to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to be nice tonight. <clears throat> yep. Why? I feel like I was grumpy last time. Loose, thing of the week. That's you, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> Is that how you're going to intro this episode? <laughs> That could actually be funny. Yeah, we can do it. All right, fuck it. Um, <laughs> Send it. My thing of the week is something that happened today. I had a whole different one planned and then this happened and um, I just want to talk about it. Um, you've never experienced this thing that happened to me. I don't think so. Um, I had a photo shoot and I did all my makeup all perfectly. <laughs> just instantly I'm like, I've never had a photo before. <laughs> but... You forget that I was in a band, right? So so maybe you have experienced this then. Anyway, what I was going to say before you so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Sorry. That was very rude. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I had a photo shoot, which, yes, you've probably, you've experienced a photo shoot. We love that. <laughs> uh, Supermodel Moose. Um, but no, I wore makeup, obviously, and I had... I feel like I have a way of doing it for a photo shoot to make sure it stays good. Mm. Um but that doesn't really help when you go to the place where the photo shoot is and it's like a big metal box <laughs> and it's like 35 degrees. Yeah, I was going to say, like where we're at at the moment is ridiculously hot. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I thought I was going okay and then at one point I looked in the mirror and I, I was like my makeup had like <laughs> like separated. So my skin goes really red when I'm hot. Yeah. Um, so obviously you put the makeup on and it's skin coloured. So then I just had these like patches across my cheeks where the makeup had completely slipped off and it was just this bright red skin underneath. And this is like a thing where anyone who wears makeup has experienced this before. They 100% know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but you've never experienced that. Phenomenon. Hey, I, I've had a bit of a makeup stage as well. Come on. Mainly eyeliner. Like I didn't go too much on the cheeks. But <laughs> Did you actually wear eyeliner back in the Fuck day? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That fringe, you can't have a fringe without some eyeliner. Yeah. I don't think I've noticed that. Yeah, some polish. Like. I got everything. Did you do it yourself? Uh, yeah. But then like like my hair um, straightening story, I definitely um, yeah. you know got other people to do it as well. And I just sit there and... <laughs> You know, have a drink and get them to do things. I think you need to find a photo where it's a bit more obvious that you're wearing eyeliner. I need to see that. I've got a really, really good one that I will find and put up, but it's um of Dimmy and me. Aww. And it's just like this two-photo thing in his lounge room. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I'll find it. Cute. I, back in the day when I was a bit of an emo as well, like I definitely used to always think that it was like so hot when, when boys wore eyeliner because it's like, oh, they're like different and, and they're, they're being like rebellious by saying like, fuck the norm, let's wear eyeliner. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I, that used to be really cool to me. Yeah. It'd be funny. It'd be like, you know, you'd come home from work or whatever I was doing, kitchen hand or whatever, and it'd be already late at night and then you're getting like ready. And then like, I remember coming back, you didn't want it on for the next day. So then like, you're trying to get rid of all your nail polish and that it was just like, that's how cool it was. It's like, you know, I want to be cool for three hours, but then like, I can't do it tomorrow when the sun's out. <laughs> Dad's going to see me. <laughs> It'll be embarrassing. <laughs> Oh my uh, god! I can't wait to see this. A funny thing with the um, the heat story, and it relates back to band days. So we were on, I think it was the end of a tour. We did like an East Coast tour in Anolas, and um, we finished in Melbourne. And it would have been like you know the eight hour drive back to Melbourne or whatever, right? So someone in the band had an idea that we would play Hot Box the whole way home. So it wasn't like today's weather, but like van six dudes probably seven would have had someone with us driving and stuff and we've literally had the heaters on the whole way home while we're driving from melbourne disgusting right i don't know how we even lived um and i remember rolling back at home and then lauren come out to greet us like when we got there and she's like what the fuck is that smell like imagine seven dudes with the heaters on from melbourne who thought that was even a good idea we've just played hot box on purpose the whole way from melbourne to adelaide gross i have so many questions <laughs> What like what is what is wrong with men? Why do men do <laughs> stupid shit like that? I think of it now. I'm like, that's so dangerous because it would have been like, yeah, you were saying you were dehydrated after doing that. I'm like, why would we do that? Yeah, and who was driving? A woman would never do that. <laughs> and it was probably after a night of like you would have played and partied as well. So everyone's like probably <laughs> dehydrated anyway. Like fuck it, let's just like you know drink Red Bull and put the windows up and put the uh, heater on. <laughs> Yeah, like you needed a Powerade and and a and a nice like cool flannel on your forehead, yeah. and instead nah. you did that. So yeah. who even who 
Oh my god, I have so many questions. Who even <laughs> thinks to do something like that? Is that like a thing that you would do? Like I reckon it would have been Brendan Nagataros. He was um, he hopefully he's listening, but he, he had some some ideas on him. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like you, the way you spoke about it is like that's just a thing people do. We decided to, to do a hot box, like oh, as if I'm box? supposed to know what that means. Yeah. What do you think the heat is for in your car? <laughs> sorry, oh sorry. You just drove with the heaters on and yeah. like what the whole time you're like, oh, it's so hot in here. Fuck, yeah. this is awesome. It was like a sauna, but it's a car. It would have been a high event as well. Imagine dropping that back. That's disgusting. Yeah. Fuck. I can picture that smell. Yeah. That like sweaty boy smell. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren stayed with you through some pretty bad times. Is that yeah. what you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's, she's a good one. She's a good one. Yeah. She really persevered for the glow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eyeliner fringe would have been at the time. Like. What a catch. You get out the car and your eyeliner's like all dripping down your face. Maybe I have had that thing. I just didn't know. <laughs> your like fringe is like stuck to your forehead. <laughs> all sweaty. Yuck. Oh, that's gross. That's so gross. Um, speaking of cringes, my thing of the week is a little cringy. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so like we've got a new coffee shop near the new place that we're working now, right? Yeah. So, you oh know me, God. like, I think I'm hilarious and everyone loves me and, you know, uh, you know, love my conversations and stuff. So, I just, like, thought it's a bit cringy and, and surely other people have had this. But, like, when you're at cafes and stuff like that, and I feel like, like, we're, like, uh, our jobs are, like, customer face stuff, right? So, I feel like we've, there's, like, a customer code and, like, we get it when retail workers or hospitals or whatever, like, I try and be overly nice because I know what that's like. But do you ever get to the point, like, I had this thing where we ordered all the stuff and it was a huge thing and I'm trying to be like, ah, oh, sorry, we're so annoying and blah, blah, blah. And then I was trying to make small talk about, like, our new store that's coming. And, like, she just like, looked at me in the eyes as if, like, she's like, why the fuck are you telling me any of this? And, like, didn't even answer my question properly. And I'm like, what about those times where you do that at a coffee shop and stuff like that, where they're just, like, probably not even trying to be rude, but just trying to move on. And I'm yeah. sitting there, like, trying to have this amazing conversation, think I'm, like, about to brighten her day up. And she's just like, fuck off. <laughs> Because we've all had that customer that is telling us their life story. That was you're me. Like, you're like, okay, cool. Um, your total is twelve ninety five. Yeah. Um, Can you play, Pete? Like- but then you've also had the customers where you, they've made your day by telling you like, cool shit. Yeah. So it's that is cringe if you think that you're one and you're actually the I other. I know. And I'm thinking it was this amazing thing, like, you know, start their day off nice and I would have been that customer in her brain, like, can this dude just shut up? Oh, no. But I feel like you wouldn't. I think that's on her. What were you saying? You were just telling her cool stuff about Yeah, I was just, doing. like, trying to be like, you know, thank her for that and, hey, we're going to be in the centre soon and, like, just stuff like that. She's got to be stuck with me soon anyway. So, you know, say, yeah, you're going to have to start laughing at some point because I'll keep doing it. Yeah, this is your new local? <laughs> yeah. She's going to be like, oh, him again. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I have to give someone else the card to pay. That's so funny. It was just like one of those moments that I'm like, I've had them a lot before we do that. And like, it's funny. It's kind of like, did they not hear maybe or maybe. something like that? I'm telling myself that, yeah. but I'm sure. But anyway, it was just one of those ones where I'm like, it just stuck with me all week. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that didn't land how I thought it was going to land. I think I'm not as funny as I think I am. Oh, no. no, and being not on the pod, I couldn't even just edit it out. I just had to live with it. I'm like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I guess carry, I'm... Carry the microphone around. Yeah. So... Next week's meeting is at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, this is that's so sad for you. Yeah, that's okay. You miss every shot you don't take, I guess. <laughs> oh, says me wearing the Kobe top. Fuck yeah, let's go. Nice. Anyway. Speaking of what t-shirts we're wearing, um, yeah. for our listeners, I'm wearing my Taylor Swift Iris Tour t-shirt and some cute friendship bracelets that I made for the tour because... Tour, was that? When's that? <laughs> I just got back from Melbourne. <laughs> it was on Sunday night. Today is Wednesday and I'm still not over it. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm giving you three minutes. You've got three minutes to yeah, you, make us all jealous. What do you want to know though? Because like, okay, I'm not going to, three minutes. Yeah. No, okay. On. We won't cap it. We won't cap it. <laughs> Stupid question. But was it all you thought it would be? Yes. And more. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't quite comprehend because when you watch it on TikTok, you know what's happening, you know, like the set list, you know, roughly, but like you can't comprehend the grand like scale of it all, Mm -hmm. especially at the MCG. Like, I feel like I forgot it was going to be at the MCG. Yeah. Yeah. Like you look up and because I was on the floor, on floor seats. So then you look up 
all these layers of people with these light up bracelets on so good. and the bracelets are lighting up for like what era it is. So mm. it's all blue in 1989 and you just, I was just, I feel like I was like a little kid just looking around in awe the whole time. Like it was just so, just so like breathtaking. Like that's the yeah. only word for it. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we spoke about this, but I just love the structures of stadiums. Yeah. And like you saying that my brain went straight to like, you were literally on the MCG. Yeah. Yes. Not a lot of people go on the yeah, MCG. Exactly. Like like people have kicked goals where I was sitting. Like right? people Coxie won a bloody premiership there yeah. three months ago. Yeah. And then that's the other thing I was thinking because I really wanted to see Mason Cox. Yeah. And um, I was thinking like he is sitting here at the, the Ears Tour and he's looking around like, yeah, I've experienced this before. Like I won a premiership on the ground here. Like yeah. how wild that that's your job to just, I don't know, all these people cheering for you. I thought that was amazing because a lot of the Collingwood boys went. Yeah. And for them to be so excited on their posts and they were all posting like last, it was their last time on the G was the grand final because obviously season hasn't started. Have you also heard the Mason Cox story about being there? About about him being too tall. Yeah. Just retell it because I definitely have, but retell it for our listeners. So good because I didn't, I thought someone was taking the piss. I saw it and then I watched it um, on the news. But, um, and then the other story when he's found the people. So he was obviously Mm. tall. He's our Ruckman. And he had two very short, um, chicks behind him and he was like um, putting out a petition to see if they could find who was behind him so then he can like yeah. give them like a you know backstage thing for a Collingwood thing yeah. at the G and like just make up for it and they found yeah. them super quick yeah. but it did go pretty viral and it was on like I don't know the project or something yeah because um everyone was like giving him a bit of shit for like well why didn't you offer it to them on the day yeah. and he was like I just didn't think about it and it was it would be legit because I was so overwhelmed by everything that was happening like I even I took um, a video of these people in front of me because they yep. were just so adorable and I wanted to send it to them after. I just like when it was over, I just didn't even click. Like I, I fully understand that. But also, did you see the photo of um, him in the crowd? Like, yes, he's like he's ridiculous. It's, it's just it, you would have been really shit if you were behind yeah. him. But then I was thinking when I saw that photo, I'm like, all right, fair enough. If he's like, hey, do you guys want to come here? But then it's but just it, got to be like, where's he yeah, going to stop? Yeah. Like he ends up behind the goals. And exactly. Like there's nowhere he can be. Like no seat in the whole entire arena is okay. No. Unless he's at the very, very back. But that, that's not fair. Because no, he's a massive Swifty as well. Yes, like, exactly. Like he deserves that but like it's like can you just maybe um crouch down or something please like (laughs) um all right next question from me that i was intrigued with what was your because we spoke about it on the episode about like our favorite albums what was your favorite era on the night or is that a hard question it's so hard because i keep thinking about all the things that i loved um the reputation era was just so fun it was so like I put it on my Instagram story and I was like, it's a bad bitch time. Yeah, I like that. Just the way it like introduced and it was just so like, just so dark and cool. And it was like just as the sun was setting. So that whole section was just badass. Mm. It's kind of like that. they got that intro from a certain um, podcast <laughs> intro on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, go back to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was low-key very proud of. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really cool. So if you can believe it, being there in person was even more badass than your intro. Like, yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry to cut you off. I'll let you go nuts in a second. But you made a really good point that all of your videos and anyone that posts, like, I like how the show went for so long and it went from, like, you know, daylight seemed like it was very good weather, then yeah. into that, like, really cool sunset. Yeah. And then into dark. Like, how cool? It's so like. So cool. We got so lucky with the weather. It was, like, 26 degrees. So, you know, warmish when you first got there, but and not co- too cold at night. Yeah, that's perfect. And, like. It's going to apparently be raining in Sydney, which would be maybe cool to experience a show in the yeah. rain. But like I'm thinking about how long it took to get like a tram back to the hotel, like doing all that in the rain would not be and Especially with everyone with all their like dress ups yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Like, with my big cape. Imagine by the end it was just like a wet yeah. That's <laughs> rag. Um, speaking of like what I wore, like I don't want to sound like conceited or whatever, but one of the highlights was how many people came up to me and spoke about my outfit because nice. it's just so like – like. I don't know, this feeling of like so much pressure since you get the tickets of what am I going to wear? And it, you think, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. <laughs> and then like putting all this effort into it and then thinking, is it even going to work out? Is it even going to like, are people going to understand it? And then um, having, I had so many people go out of their way to come up and tell me that they mm, loved it. And it just worked out so perfectly. And like, I just felt like a fairy princess and like, it was just so fun. And I just think that added to the whole experience. Yeah. And then also having so many girls come up to trade friendship bracelets yeah. was so cute. 
um, that was a highlight as well. Like the, just like the, the community of it all. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than just a show. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely. I feel like reputation um, and back to your question about the best era reputation, mm. but also um, 1989 was a really cool vibe. Nice. It was just so fun. Um, it was towards the end and everyone was just like having so much fun. But I think, I think I've decided my highlight song was the all too well 10 minute version. Mm-hmm. I I think um, I, something came over me and I just spent the whole time like screaming, <laughs> screaming the lyrics. Like I just, <laughs> I think I had my hand on my chest and I was just like, oh my God. Like it was just so, I don't know. It just, it just hit. <laughs> I was, I love that so much. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I feel sorry for our mutual friend that went with you, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there was something funny that happened. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure the two boys next to me were filming me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because, <laughs> because there's this meme about folklore girlies and how they're crazy. And it, like the meme is like, there's no bad seat at the Eras tour except next to a folklore girly. And I had my full folklore outfit. And when it started, I started screaming because I was so excited. And then the guy next to me was like, oh, no. And then him and his mate started like whispering to each other. And I swear he got his phone up and yep. he showed, first he showed like the um, TikTok to be like, this is what I'm talking about, this meme. And then I swear they were filming me after. Please uh, reach out if you are that. I know. Like I'm not even <laughs> offended because I swear I looked and I was like, are you? Like I, I saw the camera lens pointing to me and I think then he quickly stopped. And I'm, I was like. I'm not offended. I just want to see the footage, bro. You're cooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, can't even put it into words. It was all so amazing. So sorry you didn't get to come with me. But we could still yeah. go to Sydney. Yeah, well, aren't we winning some I th- I'm just manifesting it. Like I think someone's going to reach out and give us some tickets to Sydney. I don't know who yeah. or how, but um, there's someone's going to recognise we just dropped our Taylor Swift episode. Right. They're going to be like, Taylor's going to see that. Taylor's going to be Surely. like, are you coming to Sydney? <laughs> Why not? Oh, my God. I'll fly you over. Don't worry. Hey, I'm ready. Bags are packed. Yeah. Outfit's ready. Yeah. What would your outfit be? I've already been thinking about what outfit you could do. Because boys' outfits are like, you got to have like a niche reference. Like, did you see the um, Oliver Mills guy who won the 22 hat? No. He dressed up as that that like famous clip of Jack Antonoff um, when they're riffing about the getaway car lyrics and he's wearing his yellow t-shirt and a blue cap. He got the exact t-shirt and hat. That's cool. And it was just like iconic. Yeah. Um, but then I think the best boy costume I saw was, um, so from the lyric, uh, great American dynasty about, um, she stole his dog and dyed it a key lime green. Yeah. So, so it was a t-shirt that said feuding with Rebecca because Rebecca is the woman that she's singing about. So he's the neighbor That's and it funny. said in a, in a feud with a neighbor, she stole his dog. So then he had, he was holding a dog that was key lime green. <laughs> <laughs> I think like that was pretty iconic. So you could do something like that, like a real niche lyric. Sing about just dressing up as her partner in full NFL uniform. Yeah. There was a lot of Kelsey jerseys there. <laughs> I saw a lot of dads actually posting um, some videos and they all had yeah. those t-shirts on, which was cool. Oh, one more thing. Sorry, I, I, we can move on. But one more thing is um, there was a dad there and he was bald and they bejeweled his whole bald head. <laughs> it was amazing. He just was covered. I'll have, we'll have to put a photo up because yeah, it was so cool. iconic. That what does bejeweled mean? Like putting like things on there that stick on there and it's like all like fake jewels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just confirming. Actually, sorry. One more thing before we move on. Would you like a friendship bracelet? Do I get to choose which one it is? Well, actually, you can. Yeah, you definitely can. I did make one specifically for you, but you can still choose. No, you go. Well, I kind of made two for you, actually. So the first one says Loose and Moose Pod. I made that in case I met Mason Cox because I was going to give it to him and be like... Or anyone famous. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, anyone famous. <laughs> True. Um, actually, yeah, I probably had a better one I would give Mason Cox. That's a bit more... Um, <laughs> That's not a bracelet, was it? A bit more, yeah, not really safe for work. Um, there was no, there was no, um, beads with, um, numbers on it. Uh, so then I made something yeah else. Um, anyway, also I made you this one that says goat. Yeah, that's cute. Do I get to keep them or like, this is just for the camera. And then after you're going to like, make sure I give them back before I leave. Just watch and see if I'm wearing them next week's show. Yeah. Are you even going to wear them now? Oh, do I get to wear them now? Yeah. Do you want to wear them now? <laughs> well, I want to keep them. So now you can't take them off. All right. We're on. It's so sad With my daughter's well. cute little ones that she's made as well. Yeah, so. they are really Fuck cute. Yeah. Collingwood colours. 
Yeah, and Lakers colours. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, cute. Mm. But they fade because I've been wearing them in the shower. You probably don't do that, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. I did see that in the video and I'm like, that's really cool. So. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I'm so sorry to disappoint you that I didn't meet Mason Cox. He was mm. in the, ex- it looked like on his photo, he was in the exact same section as me just the night before. How sad is that? Sad, but I'm like, could you imagine if the, like it was that close? Like that could have been, the story just would have been wild. <laughs> it would have w- 100% been like the cringe of the year because oh. you know I would have ruined that moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like a part series. Like it's a four-part podcast. Did I actually get the... <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely would have embarrassed myself. Yeah. Um, hey, footy season's about to start, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Coxie talk. I just go up to him and I'm like, you ready to fucking cop it, Coxie? <laughs> <laughs> Surely you've seen the pod. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Anyway, you also went to a really big yes. show recently. Yes, finally How got out of the it? house and... Um, Dusted off the fringe in my black T-shirts. It's good. <laughs> Your first gig in how long? Very long. Very Aww. long. Yeah. It was nice. So, yeah, we went to Blink-182, came to Adelaide, um, which was also, like, it was just so amazing. So, they had um, Rise Against with them as well, which for a support band, like, that was, that was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that was here in Adelaide in the Entertainment Centre and obviously, you know, with them getting back together. Um, it's funny because we bought those tickets, like, not that it's a ticket story like yours, but mm-hmm. I remember buying them and it was back in 2022 yeah. that they announced those tickets. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Because I'm sort of like, oh, it's only, you know, start of next year. And then I'm like, hang on a minute. It's the start of next, <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, but then it just came around so quickly. Yeah. Um, but no, I loved it. Like, um, and I think like for me, like just like, there's so much I loved and we'll get into it, but like just Travis Barker, like, yeah. and it's so good. Like you say, yeah. And like most people you'd name the drummer and they'd be like, what? That's so true. Like no one... I was going to ask you and be like, how did Matt go at Taylor's? Cause I follow him on Instagram and it's so good. Cause you get like all this stage stuff, but you'd be like, I don't know who the fuck Matt is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and he's just drumming for like, you know, the biggest pop artist of our time. Um, but yeah, Travis Barker was just like, like, you know how good he is, but then I guess Australia's never really seen a lot of that because he hasn't toured with Blink. They've always had like fill in drummers, but it was just like absolutely cooked. Like, I'm glad I don't really play drums anymore because you watch someone like that and I'm like, there's like, why do you even try now? Yeah, I fully, yeah. (laughs) And they're a three piece and the way that like he just brings them together is, is crazy, but I think, like, the thing that I loved is, like, they actually were good. Like, normally when you'd review, like, a Blink concert, you'd be like, oh, they were funny and, you know, just doing jokes and Travis was good. And the rest yeah. was, like, they were just playing their songs way too fast and <laughs> doing stupid jokes and they sucked. Because they're kind of known for that, right? right? Just being, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, you said glow-ups before. I'm like, it's like they're not ageing. It's just, like, they yeah. are so – you can tell the chemistry is back. Like, they're That's so cool. thankful for them being back together. They played 27 tracks. Like, they, they, they joked around and I thought they were hilarious. Like, we were actually seating, um, which was amazing because I could just sit there and watch Travis and don't have to worry about people jumping up and down in front of me. So, it was amazing. But um, I was just sort of sitting there and I'm, like, like giggling in my chair. Like, like it's just ridiculous. And they were ripping on, like, Perth, who they played before. And that's funny. I saw some stuff from Melbourne and they were ripping on Adelaide. And I'm like, it's just so good. It's like typical Blink where they're just, that's... like, the night before, they're just, like, absolutely... <laughs> teeing off i love that what did yeah. they say about adelaide the adelaide one was actually pretty cool like i won't do it justice but it was something like like how we are so like entitled because like our um like we're half an hour behind melbourne and stuff like it was all around like the times and shit it was just like it was just shit like that which like in the moment um you know a couple of drinks and you're just sitting there i'm like this is just so good um but it was just really cool. Like, it was just nice as well. Like, and as you said, I haven't been to a lot of shows and like, there was a lineup. Like, we like got there quite early and we were lining up for ages and like, you could tell it was a big deal and it was like the biggest show I've seen at Entertainment Centre, like easily, yeah. like floor was completely packed um, and it was just cool. Like, I saw so many people from like band days. It was like all yeah. of our band was there and it was cool. Like, heaps of work people. It was, mm. it was awesome. It seemed like all of Adelaide was there, except for me. I was so yeah. sad I didn't get tickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, do you think that you could pick a highlight song or highlight moment or is that too hard? Um, there's a highlight song. Um, so it's off the new album um, and it's like the first song that Travis has ever played double kick on in a Blink song. Ah. 
Um, so for non-drummers out there, that's where both of your feet are using the kick drum and it's like mainly in metal songs, right? Yeah. And um, the thing that blew me away as a muso is like I always get like really into the show and like with them being super tight, you could tell they were sort of playing to tracks and it was like there was a lot of low end and, and to do that as the drummer, they're always playing to like a like Taylor Swift's drummer would be playing to a click track because yeah. all of their lights and everything's obviously like if you fuck one beat up, the whole show is broken. Yeah. And there was a point in this song that's like it's super heavy and the double kick's going and I'm like, I'm just sort of sitting there, I'm like this just one second away from like this whole show being like completely cooked and the light show they used was insane like to the point where sometimes you'd have to like look a look away because it was too much and i'm like imagine playing that with all of the pressure of everything i'm like it's just i was just so impressed with how like heavy it sounded like i know that sounds weird to say blink but they sounded heavy like um tom's voice was a little cooked from perth but it kind of made it sound good because it was like super raspy and grungy yeah, so no, some of the new tracks were, were really cool where normally you see bands that have reformed and you're like, I just play all the shit that I wanted you to play, right? Yeah, like just the hits. Yeah. Yeah, like feels a bit cheap almost. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I was blown away. It was an awesome night. It was just nice to to see to see mm. them. Yeah. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to put you on the spot, but is is it possible that you can explain to like a non-drummer what they're actually hearing in those tracks? It's pretty full on, like, because we used to play with it as well and it's it's quite daunting as a drummer. So, like, when bands record and stuff, like, obviously some bands, but especially massive, massive bands, um, when they're playing stadiums, they're just playing to like a click track or a metronome we call it. And it's literally, like, you can change what it sounds like, but most of the time it's just like some form of a click. So, just a metronome, like, literally, because I used to play piano and had a metronome. So, yeah. that's what they just hear. Yeah. Obviously, then they like some, like, they'll get a mix where, like, if you were the vocalist, I'd have like a little bit of you in there and a little bit of Tom's guitar and whatever you want to hear. But since they're driving and counting everything off, like, lights are set up on it any backing track set up on it and so like it will give you like a four count and then you literally start so if you fuck that up everything is going to be out of whack like the lights wouldn't be the same like all the pyro and all those sort of things Mm. are all to the track so so say if you missed a beat or somehow whatever the terminology is yeah can you skip something else to get back to it or is it not really like that with drums uh i guess like that's your only option or, or, yeah. or the sound guy would like, I guess, turn it off and have like some manual sort of override where they would be then pushing the buttons to make it work. But wow. you, like that's the pressure of, of doing that. And that's why the studio is so hard because once people turn a click track on, mm. like the spotlight is literally just staring at you and like the beat is always going to be correct. And it's that like you want to get a really nice feel so it doesn't sound like a robot. But at the same time you know, with the amount of layers that music has these days, like you have to be on it. So mm. I hated it for so long and that's purely just because I was scared of doing it. Yeah, Because it's, it's a learned skill, which you'd know from piano. Like, yeah. it, like you can't just be like, especially as a drummer, like, you know, um, when you're younger, you're so much like lazier and like you'd have a couple of drinks so you'd play faster yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, where it's pretty full on. So yeah, once you get yeah. to know how to play with it, it's it's pretty cool and it's a skill. Like you wouldn't get a gig as a Taylor Swift drummer unless you were absolutely amazing at that, yeah. right? Like you'd be the best drummer ever, but if your time fluctuates, that's not what a pop artist would want. No, definitely not. Because And especially like you're talking about, I never even thought about that before with the lighting and stuff that Crazy. you could stuff up so much or even like taylor have you seen on tiktok there's that that part in the show where she like um she she's like stomping on the stage yep. and the stage is like cracking yeah and like imagine if that wasn't to the beat or something like it, it just yeah. what's the point of this whole effect thing if it's not perfect yeah that's so true or the fire that comes out like Crazy. you know the fire what if that came out off beat what yep. <laughs> what's the point oh that's so wild why have i never thought about that before mm. Uh, anyway, silly question, but has Taylor now just taken best concert ever? Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Like I I, I knew it would. I had a feeling yeah. it would, but it was just so next level that I can't even explain it. Yeah. Like if if we woke up tomorrow and it was like it was actually all a dream, you didn't actually go there, It was it's not real, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense because it was, seemed just like too perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like ugh, I loved it. I can't wait to watch the, uh, the documentary. It's ugh. coming out in a couple of weeks on it's Disney, so, so I'm on. Is it, is it coming out in cinemas or just on at home? Uh, no, at home. Oh, my God. So, yeah, legit watch Disney. it at your house. Yeah. Yay. So. Moose has a really big TV and it's and cool vibes. and Yeah, I'm ready. Everyone needed to know that, apparently. That's when you can do the cute little wristbands with Ella. Yes. Boom. Yes. All right. I said that I missed the opportunity to make friendship bracelets with Moose's daughter. Yeah, she would love that. And then, yeah, of course, we can do that. And if we don't swear now, though, she'll love that because I'll actually be able to show her like a 10-second clip of the pod because she always wants us to have a kid's version. 
I can't wait to make friendship bracelets, Ella. We'll make really cute ones. Hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> now switch off. <laughs> uh, what about, okay, so getting away from Taylor. Any other amazing concerts come to mind? Yes. So before Taylor, I feel like there's a lot of standouts. Like mm. in the other episode where we talked about concerts, I said that one, the big day out with Neil Young was a standout. But then there was seeing Jack White. Mm-hmm. That was a standout because he's been so iconic for so long. And um, He had that one song, right? <laughs> it was actually, he's got like <laughs> some, you would like, you would like his, um, the album with Lazaretto, like banger. Mm. I just like how your voice went like, motherfucker, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, Jack White was awesome. You would have loved it. Um, If you knew what was good for you, you would have loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll edit out that first bit so it just makes you look mean then. Yeah, true. Go on, go on. Um, Harry Styles, did I say that already? No, but (laughs) I've actually been listening to a lot of Harry over the weekend. It was awesome. Hot outside, kids are in the pool. I'm sitting there reading a book and just had that on. Great, great. Such a good vibe. I love that show so much. Um, Every time I see Foo Fighters, it's just such a fun time. And I feel like it doesn't feel special. Like I want to mention it because Mm. I've seen them so many times now. But if you took that out of the picture, like they actually are so good every time you see them. Classic. The best rock band, I would think, going around. A hundred percent. Yeah. Also, I had like a bit of a niche one that I wanted to bring up from years ago. Did you ever listen to Cut Copy? Yes. Um, I just remember one time going to see them at the old HQ and I don't know if it was just the state we were in, like me and my housemate, like we were in a rush. So we like sculled like a bottle of Passion Pop each and we get to HQ and whatever the opening band was, nobody was up dancing it was like dead so we just went and started dancing and then all these people joined and then we were like right in the middle for cut copy and it was just like a dance party and I was just cooked and it was so fun (laughs) and then they came and partied with us at super mild after and I just was like this is the best night of my life yeah um that was really fun. I think I was like 18 or something. And yeah, that I always just remember that night. Um, also, a bit of a niche one from last year was uh, cattle decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doesn't sound scary at all. Yeah, I know. They're the first like big international metal band I've ever seen. A- apart from like Metallica, but I don't think that really yeah. counts as a metal band. Oh no, they've just got metal in their name. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get more metal than Metallica. True. But they're like the pop artists of the metal world, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I go to see heaps of local metal stuff and I've never seen like a big metal band. So that was just really cool because they were like very like polished and professional. And I remember not being sure if I should even go because I had no one to go with and I just went by myself. And I just felt so happy while I was there. Like he's like literally screaming um, about, I don't even know, because I think they're called cattle decapitation because they're vegan and uh, it's like, a, okay. I think they, yeah. they, a lot of their stuff they sing about is like vegan and the yeah. environment and stuff. So I don't know. Um, and I just remember feeling like so happy, even though like I'm just like watching some like middle-aged dude scream. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it yet, but um, uh, by now it would have already um, aired. But the, the hallucination, hallucination stuff that, that I did in the episode a couple of episodes ago. So, so if anyone out there hasn't seen it, seen it, it and if you haven't seen it, you should go back because I was very proud of the um, metal logo. logo. It's fucked. I'm it's so excited. I learned this new little editing technique where I've like pieced it together so it kind of looks like a pond under. So you've made my band a logo. Okay, so I have a band name, I have a logo, I have a concept. I just need band members. So if anybody's keen, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shakes the screen and stuff. It's fine. So anyway, anyway. I'm so excited. Check it out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um. Anyway, what about you? What about your memorable shows over the years? Um, I was thinking about this, but you've also inspired me for another one. So I'm going to start there. Um. So my first like heavy show that was not in Met Gambia when I grew up. We went to Melbourne um, and it was funny because they were all Adelaide bands with Alexis on fire. So it was the first time of like getting into that, but it was like Prom Queen from Adelaide, Hot Lies, Mere Theory with Alexis. And it was in like this small club in Melbourne, which we then got to play years later, which was so cool. Um, But that was my first like into like the hardcore scene and seeing it live. It was just insane. I was like scared because there's shit going on, but then I'm like just loving every moment at the same time. So cool. So that was cool. Um, we spoke through my America trip. Mm. 
on a couple of episodes ago. Um, and I was so lucky. I went to a show when I was in America. So I really wanted to do that. I wanted basketball, wanted a show, obviously Disney and the rest of it. Um, but the show was kind of um, like very niche, like one of yours. So it was John Five, who's now the guitarist of Motley Crue. Um, but at the time he was in Manson and in Rob Zombie. And I was obviously a massive fan of both of them. Like I've bought this dude's like signature guitar and I'm a drummer. Like it's just, I don't know. I've, I've just like fell in love with this dude. He's like a guitar um, god but then he can play like the most simpler stuff like those sort of rock bands but his style is just wild um and he plays anything from like heavy metal to country to jazz he's just like one of those guitarists that can play literally anything mm. it's just like why do i even want to play music when you've got like people like this that are just yeah. amazing but the show itself was pretty full-on because it was um it was in this weird place that was like a jazz club in new york it had dinner involved i think like in the ticket you got dinner and so like we we're kind of having dinner which was cool because i'm sitting there having a steak and a scotch or whatever but then like the show's starting to start and i'm like this is like a like a huge guitarist and i'm eating dinner and they're about to go up and just shred um our faces away while we're doing it so it's just the weirdest thing and it was also when he was starting out as a solo artist so it wasn't even that big and for me i'm like you know this is huge like i've seen you know him and manson headlining all of the shows here to tens of thousands of people and now i'm like 10 meters away eating a steak watching him play guitar <laughs> it was just the weirdest That's thing so random and were you by yourself as well? By myself in the States doing that. And yeah, like post-show where you have that post-show like giddiness of like, this is amazing. And you've just got no one to talk to about it. Like yeah. I'm just walking around. I remember getting like a huge pizza because I'm in the middle of New York and, you know, went into a bar, had another drink and then catching a subway, get home to learn and like um, Ella and that would have been asleep. And I'm just like, just wanting to talk about this thing. It was just the weirdest night, but it was so, so good. Actually, um, uh, you can keep going with you. I'm sure you have other faves, but like just quickly, do you get like that post-show adrenaline where yeah. like I've been with friends where they say they're like heaps tired and want to go to bed and i'm like i'm ready to party like yep. every time no matter what show it is are you the same fuck yeah and as a kid like and again shout out to mum and dad for allowing this but like if i went to a show like that and especially when i was younger and if my kit was set up i would be so inspired that i'd want to go home and fucking smash my drums did they let you sometimes or at least like um i would do it enough until like the couple minutes where they come down being like it's like 11 o'clock at yeah, night like, you know you what i mean real? like are you kidding me right now i don't know if i've ever um told you the story like when i was like you know a teenager and um probably deserving to get in trouble and like probably wasn't allowed to go out to it you know a night out on a sad day and then i'm like nah fuck them and then just put like headphones on and started playing drums until they come in the room could you imagine a kid doing that like i get pissed off with my kids because they like you know yell back at me at the house and slam their door and here's me like you know smashing the kit absolutely going nuts on a proper acoustic kit that's Hilarious. Yeah, they're built different. <laughs> did, what did, what happened? What, like they told oh, they'd come in like a couple of minutes later and like, you know, then I'd eventually stop and I'd be like, throw my shit away and like, you know, probably then go to my room and turn the music up and <laughs> put my eyeliner back on and away we go. <laughs> All that angst. You're just like straightening your food like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I'm turning this thing hotter than it's ever been. Um, and then I guess the only other one I was thinking of uh, is I wanted to think of like a local one. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the Adelaide band Lowrider. No. Amazing band. Started off like, they're just like a bunch of amazing musos. Um, like no guitar in the band. It's like bass, keys, drums and a phenomenal singer. And a couple of them were brothers. And I was just always, I've known them from the muso scene. And I was just like blown away. Like they're just amazing. Mm. Could play whatever and make it sound cool. And then they did their own stuff. It was like real funky but pop at the same time. Cool. Um, and we went to like a little secret show of Hilltop Hoods. And no one knew, but I rocked up and I saw a drum kit. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it had Lowrider on it. I'm like, what? And I was with Dimmy at the time. And I'm just like, they end up being like the live band for like this um, secret Hilltop show. And it was at the Gov, tiny little venue in Adelaide. And it was just amazing. So you didn't know. So you were a fan of them and you were just going to see Hilltop Hoods. And yep. then it happened to be a yep. band you're that's cool. And it was like, it was amazing. Like they did a little bit of stuff together before that, but just to see like live hip hop was so cool with the chemistry, like it was two different bands, but it was just amazing. They had some covers in there and it was, it was just awesome. That's really cool. Mm, it was cool. It was really, really cool. I think it was a free show as well. Like it was just like really? some random like warm up gig or something that Hilltops yeah. did. I ha when, how, do you remember roughly what year it was? Cause I feel like I have memories of Hilltop Woods saying oh, free show and stuff yeah. like often. Yeah, they were just they'd just play all the time everywhere. Yeah, like they were the thing of like the you know late two thousands, early twenty tens. Yeah, it'd have to be around then. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. But that was cool. So that's a couple that like I was trying to think of like other than just big day outs or yeah. big shows. I was kind of like that's two, two other ones, and then you inspired me with Alexis when you were kind of talking <laughs> about yeah. yeah. All right, enough of like the good concerts. 
I would love to know if there's been some like some some horror stories. Have you got a worse concert ever? When I was thinking about what we're going to talk about for this episode, um, I remembered this iconic story my dad told me. Mm. Um, I've never experienced anything this bad. But back in the day, he said he went and watched Bob Dylan. Who wow. Bob Bob Dylan is iconic, right? Apparently, he did not say one word the entire show to the audience at all. And then just randomly at the end just said, like, praise the Lord and then left the stage. Wow. I kind of like, not that I know heaps about Bob Dylan, but like I remember the, the Desire album my dad just played all the time and then like the Hurricane song and the Hurricane movie and stuff. That's amazing shit. But like yeah. I was watching a doco actually and he was in it and I'm kind of like that just seems like a bit of his vibe. Like yeah. his his stories are like, sorry, his songs are like stories. Yeah. So like for him it's like, you know, I'm – I'm saying everything I want to in, in this. <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, you guys don't deserve any more than that. Yeah. It is weird though. I guess like we're yeah. so used to a lot of talking these yeah. days. I like, talked about me going to blink the other day. Like imagine if they said nothing the whole time. I know. That'd be the weirdest. I've never experienced that. Yeah. At least just say like, thanks for coming or yeah. hey, how are you going tonight, guys? And Especially then... with long songs as well. Like wouldn't you want to break it up a little bit? Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. It's not a worst show ever, but it just speaking of like, um, what you can do, whatever the fuck you want. Like when I thought it was going to be the last chance ever to see Neil Young and um, was so lucky to go see him at Big Day Out because he was saying last tour ever of my whole entire life. And then, he, I don't know, a few years later, just decided to just tour again. Yep. And then I saw him a couple of times. And one of the times I saw him, like, it, it was like, wow, he really just thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants now yeah. because he's Neil Young. And it was just like, I swear he was just like playing guitar. Like, you know how they do the, they go off in on the tangents in yep. the songs for, and it's like, they're just jamming. I swear he was jamming for like an hour. <laughs> and you're like, can you get back to Heart of Gold, please? I just like, <laughs> I want to sing along. <laughs> yeah. It's nearly bedtime. Come on now. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about you? Do you can you think of a worst gig ever? Uh, so this is a funny one because I loved the gig. But um, again, it's another Lauren story. I'm so sorry. But um, should I make up a different name for her? <laughs> so my ex-wife story. No. Ex-wife Laura. <laughs> yeah, Laura. So um, we were at Deftones, Thrice and 18 Visions. Like three bands that we loved. Like absolutely loved. Yeah. Uh, it was at Thebby. And unlike, unlike us too, like we we're literally front row, which I don't never do that. I normally hate crowds and it's like I want to be back further. That's why I play drums. So I didn't have to be in the crowd. I could actually be on the stage. Anyway, so we're front row, right? <laughs> Thebby packed, watch that Envisions, that was great. Move into Thrice, like I loved Thrice, I thought Lauren thought they were okay. Um, and then into Deftones and like they're very similar bands, like, you know, heavy but can also get like, you know, very atmospheric and do those sort of things. She's fell asleep in the fucking show. <laughs> Thrice and Deftones, asleep. In the front row. In the front row. You're, no, that's not true. It's true. That didn't really happen. It really happened. No. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're talking, like, micro stuff. But I'm sort of looking over. I must have been, like, holding or whatever. I'm like, is she fucking asleep? She's like, yeah, I didn't. I thought it was, like, boring or whatever. I'm like, it's fucking Deftones. Like, they're still, like, one of the bands from that era that if you ask most rock metal fans that everyone bonds on. Like, if you want to, like, bond and you want to, like, oh, I don't want to yeah. say a band. If you say Deftones, yeah. most people are like, all right, cool. I yeah. fuck with that. I went to see them last year at Febby and that was so good. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't fall asleep? <laughs> no. no, perfect. That's real. Yeah. How long was she asleep for? Oh, I don't think it would have been very long, but it was like, you know, she was ready to fucking go. And I'm like, fuck, they haven't even played like three tracks yet. How do you even fall asleep standing up as well? That's a special skill. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess like leading on me, leading on the front. I don't know. Anyway. That's so funny. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being them playing <laughs> and you're singing and then you look down. Oh, that bitch is asleep. Uh, I'm just like cuddling her across <laughs> like it's my kid. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. She just has her eyes closed because she's so into this song. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's a school night. Can you guys hurry up? Play My Own Summer already. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Um, what, about, what about interesting concert stories? <laughs> um, I, I put this in here for you and it's a bit of a weird one, but it's just because I have an interesting concert story. I have to actually. I remember of one time. Huh? Of course you do. Of course I do. You got put the timer. How many, How much time have I got? <laughs> one minute per one. Okay, one. Okay, one minute for this first one is um at the old Fowlers. Um, mm. so like the Bless. corner stage in the Fowler in Fowlers. Um, this band from America called Waves. They're like surf, rock, indie rock. I don't know. The singer just like randomly halfway through a song was just like, hang on a second, and just started vomiting on the stage. Oh. 
And then everyone's thinking like, oh, maybe we'll like stop this then. But he just like vomited and then the, the band just kept going and he vomited and then he just picked up back in like the chorus and just kept going like nothing happened. Oh. <laughs> wow. And no one cleaned it up or anything. They just kept going. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guitarist forgets and just slips over it. <laughs> Legit. That yeah, was, fuck. I just remember that being pretty cooked. And then um, this is more about me, but um, back in the day, I saw Block Party at Bebby. I was like only 16 or 17 or something. And um, gets pretty sweaty in the Thebby. Mm. And I had this like singlet on and it, I remember like at the start of the show, it was this baggy singlet that like went below like my jeans, like, um, like loose fit. And then it got so sweaty that my top actually shrunk <laughs> and I was like coming out of the show and it was like I had a crop top on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. But yeah, apparently I was that sweaty that yeah. That was like the old big day out. It's like, not that I went in there very often, but when you like sneak past like the boiler room or whatever, and you would just like pop in there, I'm like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I was drenched in sweat. And I feel like I used to do that a lot. I didn't want yeah. to be like in the crowd. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why do you need to be drenched in sweat? It's fine. Yeah. You can just like have a good time kind of at the back a bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. I was more thinking for when like we played bands like it's funny now like when like you say like we toured or whatever like obviously when bands say that they tour they're paying for it all themselves right mm. so then like yeah. the funny thing would be like we drive you know eight hours somewhere and you're playing to pretty much just like the person that we brought with us in the van yeah. so it's like the the highlight is the hot box on the way back to Adelaide <laughs> so I'm like that was just humorous because like you would have to just like you know one of the best things with being in a band is like it's like our relationship like you're just like hanging out because we're fuckheads so it's just like you were just creating your own fun, like hence why you did stuff like that, right? Because it's like, oh, well, I guess we spent heaps of money and played, you know, to a couple of people and let's go back to Adelaide now. Yeah. So funniest it's, and saddest in one. Yeah, kind of sad. That's not even really funny. That's sad. It's oh. just like having band practice, yeah. you know, eight hours away from your house on a oh. stage. Yeah, it's all right. The hot boxing thing, I'm still not over that. I think yeah, that's why that's I can't concentrate on anything else you're saying. <laughs> we should do a podcast hot box. That's not even funny. It would be actually kind of funny because I think when I get really hot, I, I'm i like, I get grumpy. I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> grumpy. Uh, oh, shut like, up. Okay. The, the one time where I thought maybe I had, oh my God, I've met someone organically was like a bit of like a movie moment where um, one of like my favourite bands ever, Slowly Slowly, they're a Melbourne band and every time I see them, it's like they're like singing into my soul. Um, the opening band was a band I never heard of, but um, I saw them that night and they were really cool. And then as I'm like waiting for Slowly Slowly to start, the guy next to me was the bassist from the opening band Ooh. and I was like oh hey you guys were really cool I haven't heard you before now I'm like your newest fan or whatever I made some kind of a comment and then he I felt like he did like a double take and then was like oh hey what was your name and like I don't know I just felt like we vibed and I was like oh this is cute and um we we're vibing back and forth but then he kept um he like he left to go like crowd surf and stuff and then I was like oh was I was just imagining it we weren't vibing but then he like came back and then I was like, oh, and then we we're vibing more. And then um, he kept chatting to me more. And then like I had told him the song I was like really excited to hear. And it's like a really like emotional, deep song. And he's like, yeah, me too. And then he disappeared again. And then just as that song was starting, he like popped up next to me and he was like, just take it in. Like, like as in like, this is your moment. And <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, it was like really like, oh my God, is this, is my life a movie right now? Am I the main character? Um, and like back and forth, vibing the whole entire night. And then he disappeared at the very end. And then I was like, oh, never got his details, anything at all. Like, don't even know his, oh, he told me his name, but I couldn't remember it. Like, yeah, nothing. And then um, I told my friend about it. And as we were walking out, I was like, oh my God, there he is. And then I was like, oh my God, he's talking to someone I know. Like, this is perfect. We can go up. And then I went up and like, he just acted like he didn't know me. Aww. It was so weird. And I was like, oh. I was, like, was just going like this and like, yeah. oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like, get up, right up. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, hey. And then, and like, we were just like standing in the circle chatting. <laughs> and I was like, this is so awkward. It's like, <laughs> he's pretending that whole thing didn't happen. And then like, um, he said to everyone, oh, I've got to go like pack up now and walked away. <laughs> and like, so then I was like, okay, this is my only chance. He doesn't even live in Adelaide. It's fine. I was like, oh, before you go, can you send me that video you took? Because he... I did say to him at the time, oh, you need to send me that after because he took a cool video. 
And um, I'm like, this is it. This is my moment. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll airdrop it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Airdrop is like, I don't want your number, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, um, I'll give it to you this, like, the, the least, like, committed committed way I can. I don't know. Um, and then uh, I actually added him on Instagram because he come, like, the band tagged him and something. And he followed me back. But, like, that's literally it. We've never spoken ever again. So I have no idea what (laughs) was actually going on there, if I imagined the whole thing or what. But, like, even my friend was like, no, I thought you guys were vibing as well. Um, And then also she made a really savage, funny joke um, because when we were leaving, I was like, oh, my weird thing where I I have freak out about stuff that doesn't matter. I was like, do I carry my jacket or do I wear my jacket? What looks cooler in case I see him? (laughs) And then (laughs) when we were leaving. Because, like, I was carrying my jacket when we were leaving. And then she's like, it's probably because you didn't put your jacket on. Yeah, I fucking love that. That's that's my kind of shit. Who is this friend? I want to meet her. Yeah, it's, it's Rachel. You, oh, cool. you, you met her. <laughs> um, she's savage. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's my funny concert story for you. Not that it was a funny or probably back to the interesting one where I didn't have one. But you telling that story, it's not a love story. But um, we were lucky enough to win a band comp. And we got to play Taste of Chaos at the Entertainment <laughs> Centre. And story like that, like, you know, we're playing with fucking all these American bands and we're just like this little side band. But for us, it's like insane. We're playing literally the entertainment center. Um, I went out to watch, um, I don't know, I think it was Kill Switch or like this amazing band. And I like next to me, I had the drummer from The Used just watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck. I, like, play cool, play cool. <laughs> Airdrop me your number, please. <laughs> yeah, because what do you do? Like, you have to say something. Did you say anything? Yeah, I think I just would have went like, you know, like, I don't even know what I said, but I remember like trying to introduce myself and it was funny because he only just joined them. He was a newer drummer at the time. So it was cool because like he wasn't that recognized from a lot of people, but as a drummer, I knew who he was. It's just funny when you see people like that and it's just like, oh, they're also fans of watching these bands yeah. and probably just don't want to be backstage all the yeah. time. Or some of those bands may not let people watch from backstage yeah. and they just want to watch a show. It's just like, yeah. what do you do though? Because it's like that awkward moment of like, do you actually want to say something? Because like there's 20 other thousand people that probably want to do that, yeah. but they also would get that all the time. So you want to play it cool. And I think with that, I'm just like, I'm watching the show and I'll let them do their thing. Yeah, like it's cringe when too many people go up to them. Like you and what do you say anyway? Yeah. You're like, never going to say something cool. Yeah. No. You're never going to impress them. Like yeah. no one's heard everything have a cool before. thing to say, right? Like yeah. it's always going to be like, oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Mm, okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Mm. Oh, by the way, I can't believe that you don't talk about playing Taste of Chaos like every day of your life. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like growing up to me, I never got to go because I was too young. Um, mm. Well, I don't know. I lived in Wyala, whatever. But I was always like really wanted to go. Yeah. And then the fact that you played that is epic. It was cool because all of our friends that were in bands at the same time, like all of us got to play it. So <laughs> it was just like, it was actually really cool because like everyone wanted to do it, but there was multiple comps and it was just funny. It was awesome for my parents too. Like them coming up from our hometown to come and watch like us play entertainment center yeah i think i've told you before but the only thing that sucks about that is that was before the phones and yeah. cameras and stuff so like my memories are just literally my memories <laughs> like, yeah, there's no, like no you could just be making this up we've got no right proof. <laughs> exactly i'll see if i can find the poster and i'll put it up <laughs> yeah, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> i've just edited it in our name <laughs> you are getting really good at photoshop <laughs> we're actually open for taylor Swift last week too so i'll put that up <laughs> Uh. Anyway, what about if you could pick an artist, dead or alive, that would be your absolute dream concert? Do you know what it would be or is that too hard? It is too hard. And I think like thinking about this, I'm like, every, I could think through every genre and pick one. But I actually went like, I, I went metal. So for me, I'm like, I would love to see Pantera as Pantera. And I'm like, we were talking about this with someone the other day. And I'm like, that's so like crazy. Like Pantera was such like an iconic band, but then you you think about it and like their guitarist got shot on stage. Like that's just fucking crazy. When you like remember back to like Dimebag Daryl literally died on stage. I actually didn't know that. What? That's wild. Wild. So when Pantera split up for a bit, they did like a side project, which is Damage Plan because the two brothers was the drummer and the guitarist. And they were like one of the biggest rock bands of all time, obviously. And and yeah, yeah, on on stage, um, literally like a dude in America went up with a gun and was yeah doing some things. And like there's footage and stuff of it. It's it's horrific. But just to think like that seems like just such a made up story. Yeah. Um. And I was too young when they come to Australia originally. Um. And they were just like such a influence. Um. On me, like playing wise, and they're just such like a huge band. So. Wow. 
Um, and then, yeah, I guess the only other ones I was thinking of is like those humongous festivals um, in like Europe and stuff like Leeds or Reading or stuff like that, just to have like those three or four day festivals because yeah. so much more of the bands go to there than they would like yeah. ever come to Australia because it's so easy for them to go to Europe, I guess. Yeah, my two, I always wanted to go to um, Glastonbury yeah. and Coachella. Yeah, like, oh yeah, Coachella would be massive. How yeah. cool would that be? Yeah. Maybe we can go next year. We'll be we'll take the pod there or something. Loose They're actually loose. doing a bit of that now, right? Yeah. At festivals, they have like yeah. the little pod tents where yeah. people can actually go in and um, yeah, sit on the little bean bags yeah. and do like a live one. Yeah, Coxie did it last year. Yeah, he's. I think it was Beyond the Valley. So we'll we'll start at Beyond the Valley, get some practice, and then we'll go to Coachella the yeah, year cool. after. Manifest, maybe, yeah. please. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, what about you? Have you Nirvana? Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. That would be like just yeah. Yep. Un, un, unheard of like that yeah just so iconic you can't even imagine it so yep. that would be me yeah. that's a great choice they're just mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah but you made a good point about like Coachella and Glastonbury that would be amazing I've never been to a camping like a proper camping festival I did one that was in Kangaroo Island which was cool but yep. like it doesn't I don't think it really counts as much as the real big one all right to bring it home I think you've actually kind of already alluded to this a bit but mm. I want you to do a deep dive um I think I think that I know the answer, but surely now you going to concerts, being a muso and actually being a performer changes how you perceive concerts because you've already mentioned things that I've never thought of before. So, yeah, I'll take it away. I want a deep dive. (laughs) Like, absolutely. Um, And not in a bad way because I'd never go in there and judge anything because, like, they're there and I'm in the seats. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, But I think, like, being a drummer, like, I've always got the drum focus 100%. Like on um like sound on even like how they play things from the record live like there's some stuff that you're like i've played like this forever and then you i was watching travis and i'm like oh fuck i've done that wrong for 20 years you know what i mean like stuff like that and then one thing i've always loved is uh like how people build like the themes and like the energy of the show like i'm very interested in like the set lists and stuff like i don't know if you do this but like i watch uh, like I sorry, I've researched like setlist.fm um, or whatever the website is, like when bands do their thing purely because like I like that. And then when you're there, it's really cool because it's like it's like a movie, right? You know, they're going to start strong, you know, they have their little middle part and then they come back out, which I was telling you with Blink was so different because they finished on one more time, like the yeah. slowest song. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that they've got recently. And then like that was kind of cool to walk away and I kept saying that to Lauren and like she doesn't really care about stuff like that. I'm like, oh, isn't it so weird that they finished with like a song like that? Yeah. Um, where normally everyone goes out like all guns blazing and it was just really cool dynamic. Um, yeah, but for me, it's um, I'm so intrigued with it. And it's it's funny, like if you ask someone, like we listen to a song now, you know, like some people, if we're like, oh, can you hear what the bass is doing? Or you can hear what the keys and stuff. Like some people just don't think like that because they don't know what that even I means. Yeah. Um, and I think when you have an ear for it, like you're, it just changes. Yeah. It absolutely just changes. So um yeah, I love it. Like it's it's very interesting to sort of sit back and, and just admire some stuff. And then sometimes like when they do some things, I'm like, wow, that is actually insane. And you explain it to someone that doesn't get it. I'm like, it's just like, you know, you've got such an appreciation for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then doing it, like we mentioned before, to a click track or a light setup or to 20 or 96,000 people for Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, you know, imagine drumming for her. Mm. Like that's a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're leading that whole band. Yeah. Um, which I don't know, I, I kind of like that with the drums, right? Because it's like you have to have that steadiness for the band, right? I, I do. That's one thing I do notice is you can always tell if the drummer's a bit too quick because yep. everyone obviously has to follow the drummer. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit cringe when you're like, oh my God, slow down. Yeah. And it happens like for, I think obviously the more practice you get, the better. But I, I feel like a lot of openers, you notice that they do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, just doesn't feel right here. <laughs> yeah. And it, as a drummer, like it feels weird even when you play the click, like it feels even more weird because if you've had a couple of beers or you're just up and about and then you chuck the click on and you're like, I feel like I'm playing so slow. Yeah. But then like you watch the video back, you're like, oh, no, I'm just playing it like it normally would play. Yeah. Because is it that you would get excited? So you just start playing quicker? Yep. So yeah. if you don't have the like click track, it's just natural. And then if like you're catching up to every other, like the guitarist or the bass player or the singer, like if everyone's in a different different mood i think like that's why i liked the click because nothing worse if you get off stage and you were in the band and you're like oh moose you've played way too fast like you'd actually feel like you just fucked up the whole show yeah so when you do it to click it allowed it to be just more the same every night doesn't matter how anyone felt or if they were drinking or whatever so what about like if you didn't have that um the click in your ear have you ever stuffed up the timing and your bandmates are like 
looking at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, d- like heaps of times. <laughs> Even when I was like more studying as well because when I was doing my diploma of music, like when you were playing a lot of different genres and stuff, mm. um, it's a pretty yucky feeling because then it's kind of like, all right, well, how quickly do you speed back up? Or like how do you get out of those moments? Yeah. Because like your point before of like you can't just like, you know, stop, start. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's not a good feeling when you've lost time. Yeah. Do you know what though? It is endearing if I ever see a band that is pretty big and they fuck up. Yeah. I've seen like it's more, more like Australia big like Triple J kind of bands and then yeah. they like they laugh like whoops let's start again yeah. and I'm like oh I love that they're like human. Yeah. Cute. Which I guess like you have to do it at that and I think like when you're not at that stage you're just like you don't have the confidence to own it as much. That's true actually. Yeah. The bigger you get the better it is. Yeah. Because it's mistake. like oh wow they yeah but like for them you're like oh fuck they are a shit band I'm going back to the bar. <laughs> Love it. I feel like I want I want you to keep talking. We'll maybe do more episodes and you can mm. like teach us all the little other behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. Um, anyway, that's a wrap on today's episode. Um, we'd love if any of you guys went to Taylor Swift or Blink, you could um, go into the comments and I don't know, tell us your favorite part or just talk about it. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we can go to some concerts soon. Together, maybe. Together. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>